Next on BYU Sports Nation, embracing the hype. Are you all in on BYU as a potential Cinderella story in the 2020 NCAA tournament? BYU Hoops moves up in the metrics, and which teams do the Cougars need help from to improve the resume? We introduce the Rootables. Plus, our February football focus on the BYU linebackers. What are the Cougars bringing back for spring ball and beyond? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, February 26th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who doesn't exactly get a standing ovation whenever he walks into Studio B. Or does he? Hello, everyone. Yes. Yes. What is up? What is up? Please, please have a seat. It's great to be here. Uh, just massive crowd here today. Which Oh, wait. That was last night at the Pope Show. Hey, uh, we yeah. had a great, great crowd at the Pope Show, and that was awesome. It was so fun to have everyone I talked to the crowd 10 minutes before, and I said, all it took was beating number two, Gonzaga, for you guys to show up here. But it was great to have them. We had a fun show. It's going to re-air, by the way, in an hour uh, if you didn't get to see it. Uh, really fun stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerem Jordan. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, they. Oh, wait, we don't have anyone. So in reality, <laughs> let's tell you how it's set up in here. So we have uh, four cameras in here, one, two, three, one up here. Um, there are four individuals, four students in here. So, uh, yeah, that's who, that's who our crowd is. They don't really laugh at our jokes, uh, so it's hard to get that kind of immediate feedback. We'll but, get a uh, head nod or a, yeah, <laughs> uh, a snicker. You Every know, once so, in a while. Yeah, here's, here's some of our fine student crew in here. So it's a smaller studio, but uh, we're happy to be here. This is the home of BYU Sports Nation. All you have to do is beat Gonzaga, and then you'll get a standing ovation. <laughs> that's it. Me? Personally? Yes, yes. That's it all, it's all it you have to do. And we know that. How about this Wednesday show lineup? No midweek blues here. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on why BYU's game in Malibu this Saturday may matter just as much as Gonzaga. What? Our BYU tournament resume update with Rootables. This is new. We'll explain. The latest 1,000 career point score for BYU women's hoops. Paisley Johnson hanging out with us in Studio B. She deserves a standing ovation. She's great. And our BYU football focus on the linebackers as we near spring football. Can you believe it? Right now, bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 17th-ranked BYU men's basketball preparing for the West Coast Conference regular season finale in Malibu, California. The Cougars. 23 and 7 on the season, 12 and 3 in the WCC, remain at number 14 in the net rankings. Amazing when you consider there are 353 Division I college basketball teams. 14th. Pepperdine awaits 5 Eastern this Saturday, 2 Pacific in Malibu. Sarah Hampson is one of 10 women's uh, basketball players chosen as semifinalists for the Naismith Women's Defensive Player of the Year Award. Hampson leads the country in blocks with 119 and blocks per game at 4.6. Cougars host Pepperdine, as mentioned, Thursday night, 90s. The BYU women's golf team recorded its fifth top five finish of the season after shooting a third round combined 10 over par to tie for fourth place at the Gold Rush Tournament 
in Seal Beach, California. Alicia May Mateo, the top individual performer with a fifth place finish shooting three over. The Cougars currently ranked 59th out of 263 Division I teams. BYU will next host the Entrada Classic in St. George on March 9th and 10th. And spring training's underway. Former Cougars Brennan Lund and Taylor Cole play for the LA Angels. They play the Dodgers this afternoon. Brennan Lund already has a homer and Cole has two Ks in one inning pitch. Solid for the Batcats. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Embracing the hype, or running from it. BYU basketball, an essential lock for the NCAA tourney bracket for the first time in five years. Hard to believe. The Cougars projected most consistently as a sixth seed. They've won eight straight games in West Coast Conference play for the first time ever, including that win over second-ranked Gonzaga on Saturday night. Now, before the Cougars beat Gonzaga, Jerem, ESPN's Jay Billis had the Cougars as a potential Sweet 16 team. We all thought, whoa. Whoa, why are we talking about this? That's what I said. Now some of his national media colleagues, Gary Parrish and Seth Davis of CBS Sports, are throwing out lofty terms like dark horse final four contender. Double whoa. Considering all of that, are you scared to embrace the idea of BYU as a Cinderella team in the NCAA tournament? I ain't scared, uh, but I would say I'm hesitant. Here's why. Let's uh, let's just talk about it. The Lone Peak 3 burned all of our expectations. Like, I'm scared to get excited because if it doesn't happen, I look dumb. That's what I think we feel like, right? We're hesitant with BYU football as well. It's been 11 years. Uh, since BYU beat Utah in football. We haven't had a 10-win season in nine years. I think we're all a little scared because this is the home of hype, right? Preseason hype. Oh, we can do that! We get scared to embrace that idea because we don't want to feel dumb later. Uh, but, I, so I'm hesitant. I'm not scared, but I'm just hesitant. I just want to see it play out. Slash, I want to enjoy the journey. That's part of the reason I'm hesitant. I want to enjoy it. If this team doesn't make Sweet 16, but they win in the first round, they play a, a tight game, and it's against a tough team, and it's a tough matchup or something, I'm not going to be like, boo! They didn't make the expectations we had, Sweet 16! I'm not going to think that, right? I'm going to be like, man, that was really fun. BYU won. They checked that kind of minimum box there. If BYU was ranked in the top 10, I would say yes, Sweet 16. If BYU gets to the top 10, like they beat St. Mary's and they beat Gonzaga and they're the champ. I'm like, Sweet 16, got to happen now because this team is too good, right? We got to win two. But we're not to that point. So that's why I'm not scared, but hesitant. It would take BYU Yes, beating Pepperdine, then St. Mary's, oh, yeah, and Pepperdine. Gonzaga on back-to-back nights in the WCC tournament to get close to a realistic top 10 ranking and a four seed. At and, that point, it's like, yeah. okay, maybe we should expect them be- to win a couple Because if you're a four, it's like you're going to be a favorite in two games. Like, I've said this before. Why was Jim Fredette and Jackson Emery and that team, they made a sweet 16? Why did they make a sweet 16? Because they were a three! That's why they made a sweet 16. Because they earned two winnable games. People, enjoy the ride. BYU is on the Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, and, and I'm speaking... Uh, Better than I-15 in Lehigh. Yes, yes they, they are on... <laughs> quite literally, they'll be on the Pacific Coast Highway this weekend. Absolutely. In There's Malibu. one way in and one they, way out, right? They, they are on the Pacific Coast Highway. They might not be on the most beautiful stretch of the PCH, but they're, it's beautiful nonetheless. Just enjoy the ride right now. What do you mean they're not okay. the most beautiful? That's, that's a wonderful 
portion. It, well, it's all great, right? It's all great, but there are some lookout points. My point is the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight is the best of the best, right? But still beautiful. Just enjoy the ride right now. I'm with you, and we established our expectations yesterday. We agree on this. Round of 32 or bust. Based on where BYU is right now. Win the first round. Win a game. Yeah. You're going to be a favorite in that game as long as you go in as a seven seed or better. Enjoy the ride. So my expectations remain the same. Everything after that is gravy. Unless BYU does the next great thing, and that's win the West Coast Conference Tournament. If they do that for the first time in almost 20 years, then maybe we adjust expectations We will! We will if that happens, because BYU will have beaten a top-five team twice in, like, two and a half weeks. And BYU at that point will have earned a four-seed? Yeah, dude. You beat Gonzaga twice, you fly up. You fly up. So Right now, everything is on the round of 32 unless BYU exceeds things, our expectations in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Yes, and trust me, things can change quickly. Like, something can happen really good, really bad, right? So cross your fingers that this continues, and just let's just enjoy it. Topic two. Among the storylines this season is the play of senior TJ Haas. At one point last year, he probably thought he was going to shoot 30 times a game this season because Childs wasn't <laughs> returning and Jake Toulson wasn't going to come back here. Why would he? Then Mark Pope is hired and things change, right? This year, he's a 14 points a game guy, and he's been the clutch shot taker for most of the year. Obviously, Houston and St. Mary's come to mind. So this question comes to mind as well. Is TJ Haas underappreciated? At this very moment, as of 10.09 Mountain Time on February 26, 2020, no. A win over Gonzaga will do that for about everybody on the BYU basketball team. But for much of his BYU career, absolutely, he's been underappreciated. The dude has started every game he's played at BYU. 131 consecutive starts. The Cal Ripken Jr. You would appreciate that one. He is the Iron Man of BYU basketball. He's been consistently really good, but his teams until this year weren't great. None of them got to the NCAA tournament. So that has that kind of weighs in on how you look at all of the individual players. Like, oh yeah, they were good players, but they never made the tournament. Well that changes now. So people are now looking more fondly on a guy like TJ Haas. Uh, And until now, yes, he's been underappreciated. This season alone, game winner at Houston, game winner against St. Mary's, saved the day in conference play on on a number of occasions in those games that could potentially have been quad three or quad four losses, BYU against Santa Clara. It's TJ time. He takes over. Absolutely. He's he's the ginger mamba, and he's he's finally appreciated. Ginger, G-I-N-G-A. Or is it ER? I like the GA, just because ginger okay. mamba. Graphics team note for next time. <laughs> I don't know. Is In your opinion, is he underappreciated? It says underrated. I don't know who's rating him. Underappreciated? Sure. He's a really good player. What like What is he to BYU fans? I think he's appreciated more now than he was because of made shots at Houston against Santa, uh, St. Mary's. He has the kid during the season. That's an amazing story. The Deep Blue chronicled that. It was awesome. I think that outside, he's known as a meme at Portland. We're not, we can't repeat that one on BYU TV, uh, <laughs> even though he edited himself in the moment. I think that fans see him, and they make a judgmental appearance about his lack of hair and hairline and what. It, the dude can ball. The dude can ball, right? Um, we know he can. He's won some big games. He's lost some small games as well over the years, but we're going to remember the good when, when all said and done. Seventh in points all time. 
Wow. Can we just sit on that one for three seconds? Seventh in points all time. He's going to cross 1,900 points on Saturday. That's amazing. Second in assists all time. Third and made threes. Eighth in free throw percentage. First in consecutive games played. Second in games started. He's only six behind uh, Tyler, by the way. Just straight up games started. Whoa. Fourth in minutes played. This dude's been the Iron Man, yes. And guess what? We hoped the Lone Peak 3 was going to make a Final Four. Maybe this team makes a Final Four. Who knows? That's blue goggles, right? (laughs) But, like, TJ Hawes has been the one guy that lasted all four years. The Lone Peak solo. And I like Eric Mika. I love Eric Mika. And I love uh, Nick Emery, you know? And, And we hoped those guys were going to be together and that they would do this. We're seeing Toulson, Childs, and Haas do what we hoped Eric Mika and Nick Emery and TJ Haas would do. I'm, it's just a different version of the big a, three. It's a different version, yes. But TJ is the last guy. He's the only guy that made it to the end of the race here, right? There were different paths for different dudes. Life changes, right? So to some degree, we're going to cherish the time we had with TJ Haas forever. Does he look different than other people? Yes. Does that matter? No. 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 In fact, it makes him stick out a little bit more in a unique way. Right? I think it's all part of, uh, yeah, in a, in a fan, I think it's a fantastic thing. In, in kind he's, of this unique he's way. He's our dude. I like it. He's our guy that looks 40. You know what I mean? We always play the, the coaches play up the advantage. Listen, this, we've been, I, I told this to TJ after the game. I said, what a journey we've been on with you. Because I said, when did you commit? He's like, right after my freshman year. So I said, three years high school, two on a mission, four here. Nine-year journey with this guy. Typically, it's like a four to six year with a player. It's been a nine-year journey with TJ. And it's been, it's, look, look at where it's taken us. The first three years, fun to watch him. BYU didn't do anything. But this last year, forget about the last three years. You know what I mean? I'm glad TJ Haas is on BYU's team because looking at other fan bases, he is the most hated man on BYU basketball. Because they think, how does this guy, based on how he looks, beat us? He's Manu Ginobili. So effective, so good, so efficient. I hated that guy when he played for the Spurs because he was so consistently good and just did, like, surprising things. Like, whoa, Manu Manu does that? And then I'll always remember in that game Saturday night that TJ Haas was a baller defensively. You know what the I mean? energy. Took two the charges, tone. stripping guys, rebound. Like, that was great. That was great. Enjoy it, people. Enjoy the hype for the team and enjoy I, TJ Haas on yeah, this team. This journey has been so fun, and it's Pepperdine, and it's Vegas, and it's the turn. We just have a couple games left, man. Let's Our go. Question of the day Are you hesitant to embrace BYU as an NCAA tournament Cinderella team? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at LaserSheet, Devin Smith on Twitter. Up, Devin? Not in the slightest. They have fought in all of the losses and definitely in the wins. They have overachieved and bought in. They are a dangerous team to play. I actually think they may win the West Coast Conference Tournament over Gonzaga, who I still think is the better team. This will be my 10th WCC Tournament. I watch Gonzaga win a lot. <laughs> and it's going to be hard for anyone. I mean anyone. I mean Baylor, Kansas, Duke, who lost last night. To beat Gonzaga in to Vegas? To beat Gonzaga in Vegas! I, yeah. If BYU does it, that's going to be an even bigger win than this one. Not, not for the experience and the atmosphere, but for how hard it's going to be to win that game. Trust me, there were 18. 
It's going to be the reverse when you go to New Orleans. How but big can let's go, you let's go. dream? Let's up. How big can you dream? Because that's a big one right there. Beating Gonzaga in yeah. Vegas after what that's BYU did in yeah. Provo. That the beast has been awoken. Yes, BYU's done that before, where they slap Gonzaga, and then later it's like, oh shoot, <laughs> in Vegas, right? But hey, poke I'll, the bear. I'll take yeah. Well, that was a punch in the face to the bear. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh-huh. like you remember that first like viral video where the dude was like boxing a bear on like a river. It was like that. Yes, yeah. and you like email that instead of watching it on YouTube because YouTube didn't exist. This is like ninety nine. Anyway, coming up, resume update and tonight's. This is brand new. The root of it. Plus, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on why this Pepperdine game might just be as important as Gonzaga. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up at the top of the hour after BYU Sports Nation, watch BYU basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Alex Barcella sit down with Gregor Bell, plus the film room in Deep Blue with Yoli Childs, and inside BYU Hoops with Kevin and Dalton Nixon. Watch it at the top of the hour on BYU TV or right now on demand on the BYU TV app. Alongside Jerem Jordan. Jordan, Mountain, Layton. <laughs> in Studio B, I am Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play Great show going thus far, about to get even greater. Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars, back in Studio B. Greg, from one studio to the next. Last night, you had you played to a sellout crowd. Incredible on BYU basketball with Mark Pope. For those that haven't seen it yet, it's coming up next, right after BYUSN. What was the atmosphere like last night in Studio C? Yeah, those who haven't seen it, those who haven't been to it, go to it. You have one more week, next Tuesday. Um, and, and those who were in on the ground floor, I think we're in on a pretty, uh, a pretty cool secret early on about just how good he is on that show. And it's no surprise, you know, how Mark Pope is, but uh, it's a great environment and uh, people really, really enjoy uh, not only what he presents on air, but the off-air interactions. Uh, a lot of great stuff happens during breaks. Uh, Jerem knows this already, but um, he, he is, uh, he's really tremendous with the audience uh, when we go to commercial breaks and uh, that you get a lot out of it actually. And so, you know, whatever the reason, um, come on out next Tuesday and enjoy our final show with us. It'll be our season finale and it'll be our, our, our adios to the guys before they head off to the postseason, begin the tournament in Vegas. And so one more show next Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. And Coach is tremendous. He was great last night. A.B. was awesome. Crowd was off the charts good. And you can see it all on the BYU TV here at the top of the hour. Yoli Childs is the guest. so Yoli's be, our final guest. That, be, we've yep. saved him to the very end. Yeah, yep, that'll be awesome. Um, let's talk about what we were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, there's some, some hype around BYU could be the, this dark horse team to make a Sweet 16. Even the Final Four has been thrown out, right? How do you feel about embracing that kind of uh, rhetoric? Well, seeing as BYU's not been in the tournament for five years, I embrace everything at this point. I embrace every aspect of it. And, and you know, it's, 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 not, um, it's not unreasonable to believe BYU can, can win a game or two in, in the tournament because of how complete a team they look to be, right? Now, you hope they get... Dalton Nixon back uh, <laughs> in time for the NCAA tournament because then, then it makes you a complete team, right? And and he may not be entirely um, you know full speed, but I think if he can if he can get cleared, he'll give BYU everything he possibly can. And uh, you know where are the holes on this? Yet yeah, they've been undersized. You could say they're still undersized, relatively speaking, but they have more size thanks to Gavin Baxter. Now they almost have deeper or better size with the progression Kobe Lee's made. So where are the true holes on this team? Well, they're not in shooting. We know that. And, and, and how could you 
argue that that doesn't help your chances in, in a postseason environment when you're the, you know, the best three-point team in the country and you're an excellent two-point team on top of that. Uh, you share the ball. You don't even need to get to the free-throw line to be great on offense. BYU has already shown that. So, uh, yeah, those who say you know, BYU is a scary team to pop up in your bracket, I think that's, I think that's legit. Well, and not to mention the senior leadership. I mean, the big three. Huge. It's a huge part of this. Se- it's a, absolutely. Absol- yes. No I mean, we question. were thinking about this throughout the course of the year. You know, you, you wanted to see everyone kind of get healthy and get together because this is a one-shot deal. This group will not this – is, this is the one time they'll all be together like this. And, and so much of that core are, are the seniors. And, and when Coach Pope talks about, you know, magical things happening, this is what he's leaning toward. And not only the tournament, but I think Saturday at Pepperdine is another game where the seniors get you through. The seniors get it done. And uh, because it's, it's, it's not just uh, lip service to say the Pepperdine game is more important than the Gonzaga game. Yes, the Gonzaga game opens the doors, but the, the Pepperdine game kind of, uh, uh, you know, puts the stamp of approval on that game. And uh, there's only one chance left for BYU to you know, take a quote-unquote bad loss. And even though it's Q2, it's, it's, it's not a bad, bad, it's, it's Q2 right now. It could easily slide to Q3. If yeah. they lose that game, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, there's only one real chance for BYU to take a dent to its postseason portfolio because when you go to Vegas, you're likely going to see, and it's not guaranteed, you're likely going to see St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Both those teams would not hurt you and they can really help you. But Pepperdine's the last uh, remaining Again, potential blemish on they've gone this they've gone season long without a real damaging uh, dent in in the portfolio, which is pretty amazing. And that is amazing. And you bring up a great point because what are the other two the other two non Gonzaga games we've seen so far? They were nail biters where BYU had to make plays down the stretch. So San Diego, whoo, had to make a game winning play and get a game winning stop. Santa Clara, that's a two point game with five minutes left. Gonzaga and TJ takes over. Yeah, yeah, huge huge performance against Gonzaga. Coming off the high a week later, you make a great point. This is a huge game in terms of don't blow it. The momentum, it's going really well. you got to win right. it. Absolutely. And, and, and Malibu has been a, a bit of a, a tough place for BYU historically. They, they, they actually lost four straight appearances there, which is crazy to think about. They won their first two as WCC members there, then lost four in a run. They've won their last two. So they are on a two-game run, and they've won uh, – Six in a row, five of six, six of seven against the the Waves overall. But scary team because of how good the Edwards brothers are. They're both coming off double-doubles in their last game. And Colby Ross is Colby Ross. And so um, they don't go very deep, the Waves. But the talent they have, I, I, I think, is top tier. And the record doesn't really show it right now. I thought they'd have a better record than they do. But ask any and, – and, and they're playing a lot of close games. They're playing a ton of close games. They don't win them all, but they're right there with you. So I think it's a scary team. Up until two years ago, BYU had a better record in Spokane against Gonzaga. Than they did. Which is crazy. And in the first game against Pepperdine, BYU did a great job of getting this big lead. It kind of shrunk, but then they comfortably kind of won it. And, 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 that's and, because Colby Ross had foul trouble. It felt he, like. Yeah, it, he, he didn't have the, the great game you'd expect him to have because he was on the bench most of the time. And that's when BYU kind of made that push. But it, you know, where, where Pepperdine struggles is on the defensive end. And, and I think they're more interested in scoring than defending right now. That's why BYU scored a buck 07. It was 107 to 80, I think, was the final score in that game so that's where Pepperdine tends to let down is on the defensive end and that's not the team you want to let down against is BYU because they will light you up they're just an amazing shooting team right now let's also go back to the fact that they shot 50 percent plus in both games against Gonzaga I mean as as much attention as Gonzaga gets offensively no slouch defensively and there's good size as well to deal with and BYU shot the ball really well both times against that team the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You're at every road venue in the West Coast Conference, and 
from last Saturday to this Saturday, I'm not sure I can think of a more stark contrast in front of in terms of crowds that yeah. BYU will play in front of. 18,000 packed uh, just at a high in the Marriott Center, and then they're going to go and play in front of a few thousand maybe in Malibu at Firestone Fieldhouse. You so, better believe there are going to be a lot of BYU fans let's hope, in that game right? too, right? And that's, and that's the thing, right? Now, I, I recall a lot of games in Malibu where it seems to be um, a Thursday night. I, I, I have a lot of Thursday night recollections, it seems, of those. And those are tough games to get to with the commute being what it is um, and, and, and the road that leads you up to, 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 to Malibu. It's a tough drive uh, in, in the best of, of scenarios. And so I think a Saturday afternoon is about as chilled out an environment as you're going to get in terms of getting to the venue. And, and I, I, I kind of make an appeal to, to any BYU fans in SoCal, as important as the Gonzaga game was for BYU, it's the most important Pepperdine game BYU's ever played. Tell, so tell let's the, put it that way. people in the camera. It's the most important Pepperdine game BYU's <laughs> ever played. And, uh, and, and so if, if there are fans in SoCal that are considering something to do on a Saturday afternoon, get on down to, to Firestone Fieldhouse and help the guys. Because, again, th- there, there are seats to be had right now, and Pepperdine's not going to put a lot of fans in the stands. BYU can fill out the balance of that building and, and, and really help these guys. Because I, like, as important as Gonzaga was, this is the one that kind of finishes it off the right way and doesn't give yes. anybody any reason to discuss anything other than, man, this is a great team rolling at the right time. It would be nine straight wins going Ooh. into Vegas. Um, so I, I think it's huge. And, and um, yeah, BYU fans show out, help the guys Saturday afternoon. And BYU draws really well in SoCal. And the fans always come out. But I think this is one of those days where you just got to make a special extra effort to kind of fill that building and make it feel like BYU's home crowd. Senior day for Cameron Edwards and uh, Robbie. It is their senior day. That's right, too. That's a big deal. Go up to PCH, get some mahi-mahi at uh, Dukes, and then, boom, go to the game. It could be a great day, right? We were talking about how T.J. Haas, uh, is he underappreciated? And we talked about um, perhaps, right, and and. To BYU fans, he's their guy, and he's the last of the Lone Peak, peak Three that was here and, and doing amazing things. How do you feel about the appreciation level of T.J. Haas over his career? Well, we, we sat down here a few weeks ago and did an all-decade team, right? And I, I know I had him on mine. You had him on yours. Did you have had him? him? second team. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we all appreciate – and I, I have a great appreciation for him. And so it, when, when that all-decade team was considered, I absolutely had him on it. I think he's done enough and then some to be on it. And, and I hope he gets um, all-conference first-team recognition by the coaches in the WCC. I, I think it's a, that's another fascinating discussion for another day is how the coaches are going to vote on, on this team. You get only 10 spots, and they, and they do a 10-player first team, so a lot of good guys get on it. But between the Zags, Gales, and Cougs, um, there's a lot of great players. And, and I, you could make a really good argument for three Cougs, right, in, in, in yes. the big three, TJ, Toulson, and Yoli Childs. I hope all three make it, but I really hope TJ makes it. I, I, I just think um, he began his career as a first-team all-conference player. I think, he, I think he should end it as an all-conference first-team player. I think any coach who looks at BYU would, would recognize just how important he is to what BYU does. But I think all three deserve it, quite frankly. And if there's a way to squeeze all three in, I want the coaches to do it. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Randy Bennett, he was kind of in head-shaking mode after, uh, after TJ made that three against him here at the Marriott Center. And then after the game, he just talked about what a winner he is. He just, he's a big-time player, made a big-time play. I think every coach would say, um, you know, with TJ and the ball in his hands, that's a scary thing. Greg Rubel on BYU Sports Nation. If it's not Malibu, what is your favorite road destination in the West Coast Conference? And there's so many good ones. I mean, that's one of the, one of the it, best things about this league. It used to be Laramie in the Mountain West, right? Right. Clearly, it was, it was Laramie far and away. Um, 
But one of the great things about this league is is how many just fun places to go there are, and you're all you're heading west all the time. Obviously, uh, can't go wrong with San Diego. I think if if Malibu's right up there, San Diego's like uh, like one A. Discovered so, yeah. by the Germans. They, that's what they oh, say. San Diego. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> great, great to have you with us. Uh, safe travels to you. Take the BYU Sports Nation karma. Distribute it evenly to all the BYU guys. Do what you will with it. Uh, and uh, pack Firestone Field. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, Coming up, Paisley Johnson on her pregame swag, her boo, Connor Harding, and playing for the two seed <laughs> in Vegas. Plus, which teams can help BYU's resume even more as they push for March Madness? We introduce the Rootables. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand. Or by downloading the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, people. If you recommend it, I will do it. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Just had a fantastic conversation with Greg Rebell, Paisley Johnson to come in just a few minutes, but not before... Wait! Jerem introduces us to something on his computer. BYU, Bas- <laughs> BYU Basketball just announced they're going to play in the 2020 Junkanoo Jam. The Junkanoo Jam! They'll be one of four teams to play in the first session of this on the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. BYU's, he- BYU's headed to the Bahamas. Road trip! Yeah, wh- when is this happening? Uh, November 17th through the 21st. Great, right smack in the middle of football season. Uh, who do we play in the football? <laughs> let's North look- Alabama? Let's look it up real quick. North Alabama. Please be North Alabama. It's North Alabama <laughs> live on BYU TV! <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, BYUB, one of four teams, Boston College, George Mason, and Tulsa. So a decent haul. Okay. You can't play in the Maui every year, so BYU's got to find other quality tournaments. Uh, there, there you go. Should be, it's, it's only there, 50 miles off Florida's coast. There should be a couple of quad two games in that because it's up to 100 in the net rankings on a neutral site. Yes. So th- hopefully those are some quad, maybe a quad one by one of these teams, quad two. Yeah, we'll see. BC, hopefully has a good year in the AC. So Congratulations. That, you that get to go to the Bahamas, out. Mark. That just came out. One of us needs to go yeah, on this trip, instead trip, of being all in on the North Alabama game, the biggest game of the year for BYU TV. <laughs> Any other week would have worked better. No, uh, all good. Let's whip it. Yes. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around men's basketball. Other basketball content in, in addition to that. Cougars are 14 in the net rankings. Play at Pepperdine Saturday afternoon. Pack Firestone Fieldhouse. Women's basketball. Sarah Hampson, one of 10 women's college basketball players, chosen as a semifinalist for the Naismith Women's Defensive Player of the Year Award. Boom! Hampson leads the country in blocks with 119. She's averaging 4.6 talk-to-the-hand moments a game. Cougars host Pepperdine Thursday night live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Golf. Women's team finishing fourth at the Gold Rush Tournament. Alicia May Mateo finishing the tie for fifth at three over. The Cougars take next week off before hosting the Entrada Classic in St. George. Cougars in the Major League. Spring training underway. Former Cougars Brennan Lund and Taylor Cole of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim play the L.A. Dodgers this afternoon. Brennan Lund hit a home run over the weekend. Cole has two strikeouts in one inning pitched in spring training ball. And today, Jacob Brugman and the Chicago White Sox take on the Kansas City Royals. And Michael Rucker and your Baltimore yep. Orioles take on the Atlanta Braves. All it took was getting Rucker to the Orioles for things to turn around in Baltimore.
Yeah. Wait. Well, the season ends. <laughs> uh, we don't have to wait for our latest resume update either. BYU basketball on the way up again. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. In the net rankings, holding steady at number 14. Again, there are 353 Division I college basketball teams in America. BYU number 14. Awesome. The Cougars are up one spot in the Ken Palm rankings. Now 15, BPI holding steady at 18. In the Sagarin ratings, BYU jumps up two spots to 18. Strength, the record still at 24, and KPI at 27. Uh, BYU is top 20 in four of those metrics. Incredible. That's awesome. Bracket matrix has BYU in all 126 brackets. Uh, average of 6.12 for the seed. High of four, low of eight. Low of eight, that's it. It was 11 last week, right? And now we introduce a new part of this uh, portion of the segment. It's called the Rootables, who you should be rooting for tonight to help BYU's resume. So uh, number 87, Boise State, at number 112, UNLV. That's net ranking. And then I don't know if I can root for Utah, but maybe I have to now. 82, uh, Utah, at 31, Stanford. So if Utah were able to win that, they've struggled on the road. They've been really good at home. That All that helps the resume. Like, all that if Utah could climb into the top seventy-five, that's another quad one, one game. What, but BYU lost. Why does it matter? It matters. It matters. The more quad ones you play, the better schedule you had, the tougher it looks. Right? You're rewarded in basketball for playing tough schedules. Unlike what other sport? Is, oh, football. Yeah. So UNLV is an interesting case. Could UNLV, if they continue to win and roll, and they beat Boise State, climb into the top one hundred? Because that so, would be oh, a quad oh, two see, victory for I see, BYU. I see what you're saying. It was neutral. No, no, no. I'm with you. Root for UNLV, not Boise State. Okay. Because I think Boise State's not going to slide past that 135. Much. Yeah. So you want UNLV to not be a quad three. You want it to be a quad two. And that was a massive quad two win. A team that just beat San Diego State. So they're flying up, certainly beating a top five team, right? Yes. Root for UNLV, not Boise State. Okay. UNLV over Boise State and Utah over Stanford. I know that seems weird, but... I'm like sweating thinking about that <laughs> idea. I'm not going to actively root for them. If it happens, I'll cheer. How about yes, that? Yes, after the game's yeah, over, hop job, in thanks. the shower, you know, whatever. Wash it off, yeah. <laughs> Coming up, our linebacker position preview. And Paisley Johnson, as Jaren promoted earlier, her latest boo moment with Connor Harding. She's awesome. She really is. Don't go anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. Next level bumps. Sorry, I saw that email and I was like, holy. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. With two games left in the regular season, BYU Women's Hoops in a tie with San Diego for second place. Every game matters, trying to get that triple bye to the semis. Watch the Cougars host Pepperdine Thursday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Joining us now in Studio B as part of this Wednesday show is a 1,000-point score, according to BYU Women's Basketball and their annals. Paisley Johnson, welcome to Studio B. Congratulations on 1,000 points. Thank you, thank you. That was an epic moment for sure. So let's relive it, shall we? Because I love that. apparently when you do something good at BYU, you just get doused in water. Whether you're a coach yeah. or a player, it's just water crazy, time, right? right? Yeah, that was crazy. I was completely, I had just taken a shower and it was all, all Really? Everywhere. It was post-shower? 
Isn't this normally pre-shower? Okay, no, I, I had taken a shower because all the girls made me take a shower with all the water. I didn't actually take a shower. I was just doused as oh, if uh, I had. Yes. Oh, yes. I guess. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I no. thought you would like already. Pre- I was like, you were in your dream. You had it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was awesome. And you couldn't even see. Like, no. they, they got you good. I had girls from all different angles with all different water bottles. I had girls grabbing the ice from the cooler and chucking at me. I was oh. just like, oh, ice is mean. Yeah, I was ice just like, cool. okay, I'm I'm getting hit, but it was so fun. I didn't expect <laughs> it. I didn't even know I was gonna hit a thousand points that game. So it was it was a surprise, and it was awesome that my teammates were just so. Like there with me with it. I asked, yeah, I asked it in the moment. Is it? This is a celebratory thing, right? Of course, this is, yeah. This is a like good thing, right? Ah! With ice? Yeah. No, yeah, it was so nice. I have an issue sweet. with throwing ice in this moment. <laughs> I think the water is fine, right? Ice is different. Um, let's talk about where this team's at. So, two games left in the regular season, as, as I mentioned, at home, both on BYU TV. Shameless plug. You guys have a chance at that two seed. Um, what What would it mean if you guys got that two seed to the? Semifinals, triple by is a big deal. Um, yeah, going into the season, we either wanted the two seed, most definitely, obviously the first seed, but the second seed and the third seed, if that's what we wanted at the least. And so going into this last week of games, if we get that, we don't have to play as many games at the tournament, back to back to back. And so that's less, um, that's more legs for us in that championship game. And we just have a better shot there. Like, if we get second, if we get third, if we get third, we have to play another game on, I think it's either Saturday or Friday, on Saturday, which that's not a problem. We'll have Sunday to rest. But um, if we get that, if we get that second seed, it's a lot easier route to the NCAA tournament. The legs aren't an issue for you. Come on. For <laughs> the last five games, Paisley's played 39 or 40 minutes. Yeah, what's up with you and Brenna? You, Do you ever come out of the game? <laughs> I guess not. Um, he just thinks we're Sonic, the Sonic Squirrel or something. But, um, yeah, surprisingly, I d- I've, I've gotten to into shape this year, closer now to the end of the season. Not that I didn't the past years, but um, it's been good, and I've been able to keep up, and I just need to get more legs in at the end of the game so my shot's not as short. But Paisley Johnson with us on BYU Sports Nation, the Sonic Squirrel or Hedgehog or whatever you want to be. <laughs> Uh, when you consider where you are tied with San Diego, how much scoreboard watching takes place through the remaining regular season games? Yeah, it's awful because we usually play first just because that's how things have like played out. Plus in, in Utah. The well, mountain time zone. The mountain time's different, right? Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going back and forth like, oh, are we praying to let them lose or something like that? But... No, yeah, it's it's bouncing back and forth. What's the tiebreaker with San Diego? By the way, remind me. Um, it's the Portland game. So right the, now it's the Portland game. Yeah, because you split the regular season, or did yeah. you just split? Okay, and San Diego swept Portland. So San Diego needs to lose, uh, and, and need we to need win. to continue to so, win. So win two games, and then hope that San Diego Drops loses one. this. Okay, yes. gotcha. Big games this week, obviously with Pepperdine and Elmu. You. Beat both those teams by 18 and 15, respectively. So how do you make sure you win at home and do your part here? Right. So we've got to just come out. Um, our defense has been what's been key the the whole year because we really haven't been putting up the numbers that we usually do on offensive, on the offensive board. So um, if we continue to do that and just shutting down teams and keeping them in their low numbers, we'll, like, have an incredible chance at scoring and if we just come out with intensity and make sure every single play with not scoring as much this season 
we have to come with every single play and just be ready to like get on the floor if it's a loose ball or get that extra box out just to get the extra possession. Now, what people may not know is that energy and intensity that you bring to the actual game starts well before the game. <laughs> it's all about the pregame swag, right? You got to come in with the right attitude, the right mentality. And you have taken that to another level <laughs> with uh, an array of colors. So the Daily Universe puts out this picture of you walking into the Marriott Center, <laughs> into your locker room in, the, in this getup. So walk us through how that happened and this the This is fantastic. Oh, describe Look at what, that jacket. Describe what you're wearing here. Okay, so this is the vintage Nike tracksuit with a teal and purple <laughs> color frame. Um, shout out Stephanie Johnson, my mom. This was hers, and I stole it from her. Wow. <laughs> And I brought it to college three years ago and just decided, okay, this will come into use. I have Right? I have my purple aviators from somewhere in the (laughs) university mall. And then I have my Chanel bag that Connor got me from Italy. Oh, Connor. Stepping up his game. The fall. (laughs) Nice. Now, Now, it was fun because the university did some with the women's team. They did some with the men's team. Now, Evan Troy had an incredible get up. Like a suit. Do you feel like yours is stronger than that? How do you feel? Um, I might have to give this one to him just because (laughs) that was outrageous and amazing. um, And that's not even the one I'm referring to. No, that's not the one. Um, With this one, sorry, I win that. I win that competition. Yep, you win that. But with his um, sweatsuit, or with his uh, suit suit, suit jacket. Yeah, yeah. I like suit suit better. With his suit 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 suit. Um, Yeah, he he took the cake with that one. By the I, way, I, I'm still reveling in the uh, awesome boyfriend moment from Connor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. No. There's plenty of those. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a signature oh. on that sweatshirt? Yeah, by yeah the way? let's talk about that. I noticed that too. You tried to cover it with your hair. Nice try. So it's definitely number a little 44? bit faded. Who's number 44 on the men's basketball oh my gosh. team? <laughs> Yeah, that's Connor Harding. Shout out number 44. He signed my um, sweatshirt in him. after he won um, a game. So which, which game? Okay, I can't really remember. It's the last one I went to because obviously I haven't been able to go as, a little to as many as him because um, I've been on the court as well. But, yeah, after one of them, I can't really remember, but he played really well. And this, I was like, you have to sign it. Is this while you were dating? Or oh, of before? course. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was probably oh, yeah. like a month ago. Like a month ago? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, While we're talking about Connor, uh, we want to turn you into an analyst right here. So he makes this nice pass to Yoli Childs. Um, Mm -hmm. We want you to break this play down against Gonzaga. Perfect. It's at the end of the game. So walk us through that pass to Yoli for the dunk. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay, so he drives right and... Um, I find out later that this play, it was actually supposed to be for TJ, but Connor decides to take it into his own accord and drive right. Um, Obviously, he took that advantage, took two defenders with him, and just dumped it right off to Yoli with an exclamation point with Yoli completely, like, kipping on this dunk (laughs) and destroying Gonzaga at this point. So I think Gonzaga after this one definitely knew that. The game was over, and it was time to go home. So That was good. That, that was, was really, really good. good. Really, that was really, really good. good. Really good. Yeah. Yes. That was really good. The only thing that Connor didn't do well there is he, he, didn't, he didn't know that he – you know how when you make a great play, you're the first one up the court? Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes the other defenders looking up at the he, – he just slammed I into think, the Gonzaga. Yeah, I think <clears throat> he was definitely still watching and was pretty amazed at how, like – 
ecstatic Yoli was with that dunk, but sure, he was shocked. He was reveling in that amazing pass. Yeah. I just made an I amazing pass. Wow. Boom! I always get annoyed at the guys that are in my way, but it's like, no, I ran into him. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah. Coming back, that's my bad. Sorry, Paisley Johnson with this on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, what is that like for you to watch um, an epic win like that? In, this, in an interesting situation, because you're coming off a loss, but you got to come home and move, and move it forward. So what were the emotions like for you on Saturday? Oh, it was crazy because we were in the airport, and my whole team, we're doing our thing, we're doing homework, but then once the game's on, like, I have my laptop out with the game on, Lee has li- his laptop out, Mally has hers, I have my phone set up, so if anybody needed that to go walk away and have it, like, we are completely engrossed in that game and ready to support the boys and... Um, we knew this game was huge for them, and it's just um, it's just super exciting to have a program kind of go through what we went through last year. Um, and it's just like I, I can share those emotions I had last year with Connor and just like relate with him and just kind of like live through him in that moment, and then our time will come later on in the season, and it's just different timing. But, yeah, my whole team was so excited, and then we're on the plane, and you know how they usually tell you to put the laptop away? Well, I still had mine out in the seat next to me. And, like, the lady was going to talk to me. I was putting Shaylee's blanket over mine so she didn't see her or something like that. So, yeah, we we were definitely very excited. And although we were coming off that loss, um, I think it's it's also good to, like, watch the boys and see what we can learn from their team because um, – I, I, every single time I go on Instagram, there's always highlights of different teams in the NCAA, and it's just fun to see different girls and their ways of attacking or different boys with their ways of attacking teams, and it, it gives you inspiration. So um, I think definitely watching that game and seeing the heart and the focus and just all the intensity withdrawal in the BYU men's team and they, very exciting. And they learned from you, right? You guys yep. were a turning team last year, <laughs> they were, and, and uh, you're hoping to both be turning teams, right? Um, we actually hung out at the same restaurant, a local establishment. We just didn't, <laughs> we just we didn't, didn't know about see it. each other or talk until you guys were walking out. We're like, oh, there's Paisley and oh, Connor. Oh, hey, Paisley yeah. and Connor. And it's, <laughs> one, it's 1 a.m. We're, uh, we're hanging out. That's great. Well, uh, good luck against uh, Pepperdine and LMU. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Two Take big it, games. Run with it. Please. Both, both on BYU TV. And uh, thanks for coming in. Great Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You got it. Paisley Johnson on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, coming up, who gets the coveted rise and shout out? And we take a look at the BYU football linebackers as we review the past and push it forward into 2020. This is BYU Sports Nation. Would you get me a bag from Italy? If you asked me to, I would. I think I am right now. I brought you something from the Nike store. Don't you remember that? Yeah, thanks, Without man. even asking. What was it again? It was a Mariner shirt. Oh, yeah. Are we in break now? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation rolls on midweek. Welcome back. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Download the podcast listen. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. It is that time, our February football focus. We can't forget about BYU football. Always top of mind. Looking back and looking ahead, a BYU football position breakdown presented by Tim Daly Nissan today. Our focus on the BYU linebackers. And I think we all feel pretty good about what BYU brings back at that position. This is the only position where the two deep is loaded and awesome. And BYU doesn't need anyone else to jump into the two deep per se. They can develop behind them. Okay? Zane Anderson. Moves to safety. Let's go, Zane. He's going to play safety. He's not going to play backer. Returners of note, the leading tackler, Kavik Fonua with 83. I had two picks, by the way. 
Isaiah Kafusi, really good. Keenan Peely kind of got banged up, but he was playing as a freshman early. Peyton Wilgar led the team in picks with three. And Chaz Ayu, <laughs> still undetermined as to what's going to happen there, right, with uh, the news uh, of a, a suspicion of a DUI. It Not helps sure. to have a guy like Max Tooley, right, though. Right, Hopefully, If Chad, Chaz plays, great. That's awesome. Um, others of note, Jackson Kafusi, Max Tooley. Is Tyler Algier uh, running back now? We yes. think that's the case. Um, there's one newcomer of note to me. Josh Wilson, will he play as a freshman right away, or is he a redshirt guy? Is he a third stringer? Beery's loaded at this position. I am, I am very excited. Does Beery have an All-American at this position? Probably not, but I think they have a lot of really good players that can impact a game. There's not a, um, there's not a Kyle Van Noy, Fred Warner type in this group to me. Perhaps Chaz Ayu over his career. Sure. But, I mean, right now this season, this is a good, this is a good solid Group, I, I really like it. And them. like you said, hopefully Chaz can play, but it helps to have the depth that BYU does yes. if he can. And we saw it this year, and BYU played all these young guys, and uh, you know, you, you don't want to have to play young guys per se because that means something's wrong with the juniors and seniors or just the freshmen's awesome, whatever. They're in different situations. But ideally, you're playing uh, a, a varied group, right? And BYU played a lot of freshmen, and that hopefully will pay off this year. And these dudes are making crazy athletic plays. We just watched some of the highlights of interceptions. Isaiah Kafusi laying so out. many interceptions. Peyton Wilgar laying out. Yes. They, though, oh. the, the linebackers won a couple ga- helped win a couple games. Boise State with some picks, right? USC. USC, certainly. Awesome. So bring it again. All right, that is our look back and look ahead at BYU football, the linebackers presented by Tim Daly Nissan. Our question of the day, back to BYU basketball. Are you hesitant to embrace BYU as an NCAA tournament Cinderella team? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Clyde Livingston on Twitter. Not hesitant at all. A special glass slipper fits the magical story of this year's team. Just don't let Zach Selyus or Jake Toulson or Dalton wear it. Foot injuries, you know? <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts. Uh, mine goes to the Pope uh, Show crowd last night. That was really fun. We've been doing Incredible. the show from December to now, and this was by far our best crowd. And they showed up, and they were awesome. They were loud, and we had a fun time. Uh, it's Welcome to join us next Tuesday as well. My Rise and Shoutout goes to a man who just won the Super Bowl, and he's coming to Provo to help coach up some high school football coaches. Andy Reid's going to do a clinic on March 13th for high school football That's coaches. That's awesome, man. It, it's cool enough without Andy, and now Andy makes it amazing. The dude's giving back. I, I love how low-key he is. People said, hey, well, how's your life change? He's like, well, I've had a few free meals, so that's been yeah. nice. <laughs> Andy. Our thanks to today's guests, Greg Rebell and Paisley Johnson. It's time for Dennis Pitta, you know. Yeah. Is there ever? Maybe, no. like in May sometime, right? What? What's going on? <laughs> for Jerem... I am Spencer. Shout out to Stephanie Johnson. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is up after the break. What do you mean?